The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. This is Inside Sports. Sashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the News. Inside the Updates. Assalamu alaikum, just gone three minutes past eight and a very good evening to you listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh. My tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking cricket tonight. My guest is the former Montrose and Western Province wicketkeeper batsman, Nazim White. But before I chat to Nazim, let's catch up with the latest news coming through. There was a double header in the IPL today, uh, getting down to the business end of things in that tournament. The Chennai Super Kings beat the Kings 11 Punjab by nine wickets in the first match in Dubai, chasing 154 to win. They reached their target in 18.5 overs. Second game just completed a couple of minutes ago. The Kolkata Knight Riders beat the Rajasthan Royals by 60 runs in that second match, chasing 192. Rajasthan were restricted to 131 for nine. There's four games in the Premier League today, well, two completed. Uh, Southampton, a good win there. They beat Aston Villa 4-3 in a seven-goal thriller. Newcastle, good win for them as well, beating Everton 2-1. Manchester United currently taking on Arsenal. 75 minutes gone into that match. Arsenal leading 1-0. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang netting a penalty a couple of minutes ago and there's a late game as well. Tottenham Hotspur take on Brighton. That match getting underway at a quarter past nine. Back at home and Supersport United and Bloom Celtic play to a one-all draw in the MTN 8 first leg semi-final and Lewis Hamilton won the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix in Imola in Northern Italy. Finish ahead of teammate Valtteri Bottas, while Daniel Ricciardo in a Renault finished a third. Time now to say Aslam Walaikum and a very good evening to my guest uh, Nazim White. Thanks for joining me on Voice of the Cape. Walaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Awesome to be with you this evening. And you of course can join the conversation. Call 021 or WhatsApp uh, 0722380712 for any comments or questions as well. Nazim, let's start off with your early days now. Like many sports men and women that played in the days of apartheid who played winter sport as well as summer sport uh, I think you were no different as well I believe you uh, played soccer for uh, once a defender I believe no midfielder for C point Swifts is that correct and then it was cricket in summer that's absolutely correct um, I I was born in Bonteville um, a township on the Cape Flats um, and I can tell you, uh, Bonteville was a sports-mad township. The likes of the first Bafana Bafana captain, Calvin Peterson, mm. comes from Bonteville. Kevin Kevin Valentine, William Anderson, Sadiq Benjamin, um, Carl Solomons. Um, so many great players um, came from Bonteville. Um, so... Um, it was sports, sports all the way, and it was always competitive. And um, I think that also um, pushed you to to be part of um, what you call the elite players in Bonteville because there were so many quality players. You want to play first team sports, um, and then cricket. There was um, not a cricket club around in Bonteville. Um, I went down to Avondale Cricket Club as a youngster. That was the closest um, cricket club, and they played in the Western Province Cricket um, Union that time. Mm. And obviously, that didn't go to well at school level. Um, 
but I just wanted to play. Um, when things got a bit heated, you couldn't represent Western Pro senior schools and um, quite a few other things where you were uh, labeled as an outcast, you know, playing on the other side. I then joined St. Augustine's Cricket Club, where I started in the under-16B team. Um, and we had to travel from Ponteville to Turfel, uh, walked along the road down mm. Belgravia Road to, to get there. And um, from there, um, things... Um, really took off. Um, I represented Western Prawn Senior Schools uh, quite a few times and also the South African Senior Schools um, and that's when I was noticed by um, the South African Cricket Board or the Western Prawns Cricket Board selectors been selected into the Western Prawns under 21 team, the B team and then the Howable team. Yeah. Uh, were you always a wicket keeper? You know when you speak to uh, the former uh, sportsmen and women, they always start off in another position, either football or cricket and then end up in, in the position where they you know, became famous or, or whatever. Now, were you also a, a wicketkeeper initially? Or how did you, if not, how did you become a wicketkeeper? No, I wasn't a, a wicketkeeper from, from the beginning. I, when I played for Avondale, I think it, uh, I played in the third team one, one Saturday, the late Basil Waterwitz. Um, these were guys that were my mentors mm-hmm. when I played Basil Waterwitz, um, the late Bert Eriksson down at Avondale Cricket Club. Um, the, the keeper didn't pitch up um, on my I think we played UCT on the old Pylons um, cricket ground still, or the UCT grounds that was situated in Pylons. Mm. Um, and I decided, um, well, I'll take the gloves. And um, yeah, that's where it all started. I just stood in <laughs> for someone and I liked the feeling about it and I became the keeper every week. And they week say and the rest is history. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, let's talk about your club cricket first of all. I believe you played for Montrose Cricket Club for many, many years. Um, where was that club based? And uh, share some of those Montrose memories with us. Yeah, let, let me just take you back um, before Montrose Cricket Club. Um, I spent an entirety at Montrose Cricket mm. Club. Um, after... Um, um, I used to I joined St. Augustine's Cricket Club um, from under 16 stayed with them and um, because my two elder brothers they played for St. Augustine's and I just followed um, and I played there for a couple of seasons and then one day we played Montrose at Alphendale out in Hitfield and Montrose's were star-studded uh, the likes of Vincent Barnes mm. Reggie February Amin Jaban Nasa Antule Mansur Abdullah household names how you know yeah. them um, they came down to Alphendale and um, Vin- Vinny and and Reggie and Jabbar, them just ran through <laughs> the, the St. Augustine's batting lineup. Um, but I got 60. Okay. And um, the gentleman, the late um, Ibrahim Ali, um, the manager and, and one of the, the owners of, of Montrose Cricket Club, he was um, um, standing in, I think, Muhammad Zain Ali came late and he stood in and he was standing at short leg and he said to me, Nazim, this is your last season at St. Augustine's Cricket Club. And the next season when I joined Montrose, um, um, they had a newsletter, St. Augustine's had a newsletter, and in the newsletter it said um, it was a calculated shock attack by Montrose <laughs> to take Nazim White to, to Montrose Cricket Club. So then I joined Montrose. Um, I spent easily about 22 seasons at Montrose. I'm still a Montrose member. I play in the over-40s team. I'm the captain there. Um, but when I started out at Montrose, they had all these stars there, um, um, 
the Mansoor Abdullahs, like I mentioned to you, um, Vincent Barnes, Amin Jabbar, Mervyn Turan, Stuart Hendricks, Amin Martin. They basically had a Howable team. Yeah. That was Montrose. So, um, and there was a, a wicketkeeper called the late um, Karim Kaha. Um, but I think he was on his way out, and that's why where I came in. And I started batting at number eight for, for Montrose, although I was a number four batsman mm-hmm. at St. Augustine's. But when I looked at the personnel around <laughs> me, I could fully understand. Yeah. And I thought, wait, this is good. Um, I'll, I'll be the keeper, and when I get a chance, yeah. because there's too many great players um, ahead of me. And... Um, as the years progress, um, obviously some players stop playing and um, I moved high up in the order where I um, ended up batting number four for Montrose mm. Cricket Club. Um, it was good years at Montrose, I can tell you that because of, of um, I also think that Montrose was the club that started what you call the professional the professional mm. era. Mm. And a lot of people said they called us the banana boys mm. because Montrose Cricket Club um, was based in Repulse Road in um, Penland Estate. And they played out of Rockland's cricket um, ground or the sports fields down there. Um, hectic down there on a Saturday. The wind just gust all the time. Um, but that's where it, where it started for me. And um, um, like I said, they were they were um, they started what you call the professional era. They they went to get players. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you want to to be the best, Montrose believe we're gonna go get the players, and that's why they they most seasons they had either a full Howable team or they had between eight or nine players that represented Howable um, during that period. Um, Started off with the likes like Amin Jabbar, mm-hmm. Mervyn Turan, Vincent Barnes, um, Stuart Hendricks, one of the great opening batsmen I think that the South African Cricket Board um, had and Western Province. Um, quality players. And I think my, my mentors that time was um, Mansoor Abdullah from a batting point of view and Muhammad Zain Ali. And then obviously playing with the likes of Vincent Barnes and Reggie Febori, Amin Jabbar. Um, Nasa Antule, you you can mention all these guys um, all the time, um, but I think it was it was the the right setup for me when I left St Augustine's to play for Montrose because it was um, all about winning. Yeah. Um, Amin Jabbar, um, he did not believe in losing. He was one of those captains that um, you would rather declare early when your team is seventy five for nine, and then get the opposition in, try to bowl them out cheaply, and chase um, an, uh, a score that was in. Reachable to us, um, but it was good times at Montrose. Then, as we moved on, the, the likes of, of Sukri Konra joined Montrose Cricket Club. Hassan Pankaka mm. came over. Dion Kemp, um, the more younger generation, f- uh, filtered in, and Montrose remained a powerhouse um, um, in, this, in the Western France Cricket Board, annexing quite a few league titles, one-day titles, and then. Clubs like um, Primrose and United came on board by also starting to to what we call you in to get players because you need to compete, and um, they also started looking for quality players um, to match what what Montrose has put in place. But I don't think it was a bad thing for Montrose to do that. I think it's just up the ante from being competitive. Um, having quality cricket every every weekend and during the board days um the games montrose primroses united montrose it was packed at the greenpoint track at rosmid oval um or cricket ground um when when those games took place because everybody wanted to see the cream of the Mm. crop of western bronze cricket and it was it was quality cricket Mm. that was played um 
Yeah, I stayed there very long at Montrose. Um, I'm still with Montrose. Um, but it was good years at Montrose. It was it most probably one of the better clubs around. They're going through a lean period at the moment. Things is um, they're playing in, in the third tier of the Western Bronze Cricket Association now. Um, but um, the nice thing about the club is that all the ex-players like Nilton Miller, Dion Kemp, um, Hassan Pankaka, Mario Solomons, um, they're all playing in the Legends team in the Western Bronze Cricket Association over 40s league. And obviously from that league you can qualify to play for the, the pro tiers over 50 in the World Cup that is now held every um, two years. Um, Fantastic. Now we've just got a message from uh, Ridwan G who says, Salam, another true Cape Town legend there. So absolutely correct, Ridwan. But uh, Nazim, my, my question, you, you touched a little bit about the Uniteds and the Primroses and stuff like that. Just tell us more in terms of the rivalries between these teams. I'm sure you mentioned the crowds and stuff, but I'm sure, you know, obviously you guys play, played for Western Province, but when it was a club, uh, time for the clubs to play each other, I'm sure it must have been really uh, heated out there and really, uh, you know, going at one another. Just share some of those memories with uh, the likes no, of these uh, these teams. No, it was crazy. I can tell you, especially when you um, uh, Manchester United. <laughs> well, they <laughs> play at the moment. <laughs> when, when, when Montrose played um, United down at the Greenpoint track, um, it was... I think the 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 the, the fact that uh, quite a few players played for United and for Montrose and then vice versa they joined um, both clubs at, mm. at uh, any time of their career made it um, even more interesting you're going down to the Greenpoint track um, it was it was almost like war mm. I can tell you it was in the middle it was hard did you 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 were um, basically put under so much pressure and the verbal abuse mm. um, um, was crazy <laughs> and um, I can tell you um, the crowds got involved there was one game when um, crowds had to be separated because what happened in the stands and um, it was crazy. Um, Shukri Conrad played for, for United Cricket Club um, and then um, the year after that he joined um, he joined Montrose after a couple of seasons I can tell you <laughs> it was crazy when you went back to the Greenpoint track. The same with Mansoor Abdullah. First um, uh, um, a Montrose guy go back to United you pitch up there. I tell you it was it was quality cricket, and the the good thing about it it was you had the the best of the best on show on those days. You had the baby diamonds running in for United and Sally Green from the other side, and um, Vincent Barnes, Reggie February, um, Amin Jabbar. So it was quality, and I think that is what made um, board cricket um, so um, so good, you know. And and a lot of people don't realize the quality of of what we put out there and the quality of players and um, the the. The, the brilliance of, of um, the, the Western Prince and South African cricket board players mm. that played in these matches. But your question was, um, what happened in the middle? Yeah. It was war. I'm That's sure. all I can say. <laughs> well, you know, you say well, because province dominated board cricket, you know, and obviously uh, I'm sure the same would be for, for the clubs because it would be a very strong uh, tournament and competition. Um, what would you say were your strengths as a batsman and a keeper? I think I was I was um, I was very fit. Firstly, um, I played like you said soccer in in winter. I played for C Point Swifts and I played football at a high level. I actually came in the team um, as an 18 year old for for C Point Swifts and um, as a midfield player. I used to be. They used to call me. Um, 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 
like they call Bobby Solomon's um, he's got yeah. awesome that's yes. his nickname awesome so I had lots of awesome to uh, put it that way I could run up and down um, so that carried over to the summer sport where you, you, you basically go over and as a wicket keeper you, you, you got to set the tone in the field mm. you got to be the fittest um, I believe that because you got you you got your captain that depends on you the bowler the likes of Reggie February when he warmed up bowling you would sling a couple wide down the leg side and you got to go get them um, but you got to be fit that is one what was one of my attributes um, I was very fit when when uh, I played um, sport and um, obviously from a batting point of view I was a, a more uh, classy batsman I, I'm, I'm not a guy that go out there and would go smash the ball I would build up innings and um, play long innings and yeah. score lots of runs uh, my favorite shot was the cover drive mm. um, but I, I, I think also um, um, what was my strength was my mental attitude because when you're fit, you can just about do anything. And um, I felt that being fit, I could, I could play for long periods. I could run well between the wickets and um, I could also read the game and also um, um, decide when I go on, on the attack and when you need to change the, the tone of the innings. Because remember, I played in an era when I, I had great players. I mm. could just go play my own game um, because the Mansoor Abdullahs would, would score runs on the other side, the MZ Ali's, um, so many great players. Said Majid, the late Said Majid, would, would score a lot of runs. So my role was eventually later years, I played a more prominent role when, when these guys retired. The, with the likes of Faik Davids and, and Ismail Bihadin. Um, we were called uh, the Three Musketeers um, as the youngsters in the team and Dion Kemp came in as well and, and Adnan Meyer was also then coming in. So there was great youngsters coming through with Sukri Conrad as well. Um, so it was always the great players coming through, quality players replacing the, the older players. Um, but yeah, it was all about fitness um, that made you um, be successful out in the middle. Well, uh, Ridwan says again, uh all-round athlete here about his running days from so were you an athlete as well no i don't i don't think i think he's got um, a lot of people uh, confuse me and nazim smith nazim okay. smith was the the runner. the runner i was the the cricketer okay. so nazim smith was yeah. an awesome sprinter um and he could play cricket he could play rugby but he's referring to nazim smith did you get any opportunities for example to play in the federation because you said you know obviously you played for sepo and swifts and you know quite a good footballer as well did did any chances like that come up uh, uh, to play federation football? No, I... I when I said I was a good footballer, I, I don't think I was that good to play for the Cape Town Spurs and yeah. that. I think there was the players like Carl Solomons mm. and Kevin Valentine, um, even Vincent Barnes. He was an awesome yeah. soccer player. Yeah. Um, I think I was just there about where you, 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 you're good enough. And I, that is where I saw myself as a board player. So you get selected from your club, yeah. everybody else, and you form a board team. I think I was um, just about there for playing you know, board Nazim, football. Funny enough, I, we're chatting off air now and you you know, obviously, you were a wicket keeper, and I was talking about the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders match, and I seen this catch from Dinesh Kartik, uh, and I'm sure, and we chatted. I um, just want to touch on your memory a little bit, where it's just pure reflexes. It's like a goalkeeping uh, catch, you know, trying to picture a goalkeeper saving a ball from the corner of the 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 upright and the, the crossbar because he had uh, he was wrong-footed, and then he had to move to the other side. Uh, did you? I'm sure you would have, but I'm just gonna, uh, you know, can you remember anything like that for, that that is that has stuck uh, to your memory? 
Well, well, most recently, and I'm going to come to that, Cats in the over 50s World mm. Cup against India um, in March. Um, yeah. But prior to that, in, in, in my younger days, to put it that way, it was purely reflexes. Yeah. But, but again, it was based on, and this is for younger wicket keepers if, mm. if they're listening, you've got to be fit. You, you've got to be mentally fit. You, you, you've got to know when those catches come, your team expect you to get to it. The bowler would love you to get to it. And obviously, it, it can turn the game around. Yeah. You can win a game. But... Um, you got to be you got to be very agile to 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 and you also got to anticipate so the key to that is when when you start off you you talk to your first slip um, you you talk to your second slip and you decide what is the space that you're going to cover because of your ability mm. so that is what how i measured myself and say i think i can get this far to get that cat so my first slip always used to stand a bit wider and second and then it covers a bit more spaces but um being a keeper and getting to those catches is purely reflexes mm. and you you got to read the delivery also very quickly mm. because it's normally just a, a, a thick edge or a faint edge that just flies off the the bat you know um, but also um, you practice that um, at practice I think during the um, the um, apartheid days the board days we didn't have good facilities mm. but the one thing that we always did um, on our practice field was doing those slip catches yes. those edges you know those reflexes those were important because you you could do that on a tuesday and a, and, a, and a thursday so when it comes to game time you felt good um mm. behind the stumps but um it's got to be you've got to be agile you've got to read the delivery and you've got to say you've you've given your first slip the space you're going to have to go get it let's go back to the world cup yeah. one um so we played India um, at Langa Cricket Ground, mm. and um, the wicket was playing a bit up and down. And I had to find myself in a, in, a, in a position, either I can't be too far or too close. And I decided, well, I'm going to go halfway. And the two Indian opening batsmen were, were going quite well at that time. And Bradley Player, um, the former Free State player, mm. he then um, got the ball, he came back from injury. And um, he just bowled one that moved away, and the Indian guy went to cut at it. And I can tell you that ball, yeah. if, if I think you was saw flying. that, it was going <laughs> quite wide. And and those are the ones that stuck. You yeah. you got to give yourself a, a chance. And I think it it, it just stuck in the the two um, 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 index finger. Um, and next to the index finger, um, and it was just an amazing catch, um, and, and I, I could watch that <laughs> video over and over. But uh, reflexes, um, it, it, you you got to be alert all the yeah. time because they say, as a keeper, you you must expect everything that comes to you. And I think um, I did well in that game. I had four dismissals that game. I think it was um, mm. five actually, four catches, and a stumping. So um, yeah, that was one of the games. As a keeper, you you feel very proud of yourself. No, fantastic. We're going to take a break just now. Fazan, but be- before uh, we do that, we just want to look at some of your stats. Now, according to Crick Info, uh, your first class career ran from 82, 83 uh, to 94, 95. Obviously, from main of uh, most of it was coming through the board, and then a couple of years in uh, in Unity, uh, where you finished off with uh, Grickle and West, uh, scoring 805 runs, 200s with a high score of 125, not out. By the way, who was that against? Can you remember? That was against Natal at UWC in 1990. Uh, okay, board cricket, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, 407, I mean, that was a brilliant season for you, that final season. 407 runs coming in that last season of the Howard Ball, which is 1991 season, where you finished top run scorer and I believe player of the year as well. So that must have been a huge uh, achievement uh, for you there, Nazim. No, absolutely. And, and I think what makes it even more special that it was the last season. Mm-hmm 
season of Powerball Cricket or South African Cricket Board Cricket, mm. and um, it was just one of those seasons when you when the runs couldn't stop flowing, not only for for Western Prawns but also at club level, um, and and also from a, a keeping perspective, um, I I think I had 23 dismissals and six stumpings in that season it's a record actually for western Prawns cricket board yeah um i ended up with 77 dismissals and i think 12 stumpings uh the late bremer isaacs i think he ended up on 121. um <clears throat> so it, it was a good season all around um and also the the way i, I those runs were scored and especially against 109 against transvaal at uwc we were in deep trouble when myself and andre Fuljun, um came to the crease and and rescued western prawns actually um in that game mm. and then i also know i scored a, a 64 against transvaal at linasia again we were in trouble so it was it was it wasn't just going in the platform was set it was it was where you had to go graph and and get your team out of trouble so um it was good and from a key perspective also I think the one game I got six catches and two stumpings um, it's a record for for Howable cricket and for Western Browns cricket board and uh, of course and uh, after that you were selected for the last ever non-racial selected the, the South African cricket board team uh, that was equivalent to if we could say the the national team or we could protea team under the board uh, level and then you played two matches there against the rest of South Africa in at Buffalo Park in East London so that was obviously a huge achievement as well and I'm, I'm just going to go through because we're going to take that as on break now I'm just going to look at this team and we'll talk about it when we come back that that team was uh, Saeed Majid was the captain, uh, Vincent Barnes, Andre Peters, Harun Logat, Kaya Majola, Faik Davids, Imran Munshi, Nazim White, Abdul Haq Manak, Yasin Beg, Ismail Biadin, and 12th man was Hussein Manak. So that was a brilliant team. But we'll talk about this team when we come back from the Azan break. This is Inside Sports. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. He just gone 8.41. My guest tonight is the former Western Province wicketkeeper batsman Nazim White. Now, before the break, we're chatting, uh, chatting about that uh, last ever non-racial uh, team, Nazim, the Sackby board team that uh, took on the SA, um, rest of SA at Buffalo Park in East London. And, and I just named that team. And I can remember these guys were household names. I'm just going to go through it again. Said Majid, captain, of course, he he would have walked into a protest team any time. Vincent Barnes, we know Vincent Barnes, I mean, his reputation and what he did. Actually, his average is actually quite phenomenal, you know, for a fast bowler. Andre Peters from Eastern Province, Harun Logat, uh, Kaya Majola, Faik Davids, Imran Munshi, yourself, Abdul Haq Manak, Yasin Beg, Ismail Biadin, and the 12th man was Hussein Manak. So uh, that was a very, very powerful team there, Nazim, and it must have been a, a, a privilege for you to be part of that uh, team and amongst those uh, those names there. No. No, absolutely, and I think the that team is most probably the cream of the crop of of South African cricket board. You you mm. couldn't go wrong with the selection of that team, um, but I think it was it was it was also a recognition for for um, what you have achieved over the years, and especially um, where I was selected in the last season. It it was it was well rewarded. Um, but if you look at the names down mm. there, it, it's basically legends of yeah. the game. And um, it's so sad that so many South Africans did not um, um, to see those guys play. I mean, those were guys at top of the game, the, the late Said Matiz, Harun Logat, Kaya Majola, um, Vincent Barnes, you know. You, you, you look at that, um, yeah, you, you can say, 
and 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 for people that that associate themselves with West South African Cricket Board, they would say that was a, a genuine selection of the best of 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 um, Sagby cricket. Yeah. Um, for me, it was an honour to have been selected. I I think um, to be selected, it was almost like our national team. Yes. To put it that way. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very proud that I was part of that team. It was just an amazing um, um, end to what we call. Um, um, the history of, of South African cricket board, and um, also what happened on the on the trenches um, during the apartheid yeah. um, years. Now, if we had to uh, look, uh, I would say um, you know m- most most probably uh, half, if not more, of them would have played for the Proteas had they been given a chance. Unfortunately, you know, <sighs> unity just came a bit too late for these guys. I mean, you included. Uh, I mean, you played now for the over fifties. I mean, that must have been a phenomenal. Uh, a feeling to take part in an international event. You're playing with uh, uh, international uh, former players, uh, uh, you know, other countries that you most probably never thought you would do that playing board cricket. Am I correct? No, absolutely. I think that was most probably um, the cherry on top to represent your country. Um, um, It was a proper World Cup. Mm. You had Alan Donnell as the codes, Dave Callan, former pro-tier players um, um, being part of the team. Um, so it was it was an achievement for me. I'm proud that I could make that team. I always said when I was elected for that team that I represent basically a broader spectrum mm. of South African cricket board players who never had the opportunity, sure. like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I think there were so many players that would have played for the pro tiers, and it's a pity that um, some of my, my former cricketing mates couldn't make that team. Some of them don't play cricket at the moment, mm. um, and there will be more opportunities for players of, of, of from the South African Cricket Board that can make that team in 2022. But um, it was it was really something that you always look forward to. I think when you, as a youngster growing up, you always want to play for the pro tiers. You had, obviously, your um, your heroes on the other side of the fence, you know, the Alan Lambs, the Peter Kirsten. Mm. Obviously, we all grew up with those names. And you say, one day I want to play for, for South Africa. It, it never happened during the during the apartheid days, but um, um, I was so privileged to have been selected and um, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience and I'm very proud of myself and I think also um, my family, you know, you you represent not only yourself Mm. when you, you represent, like I said, almost everybody of the South African Cricket Board that aspire to be in, in a team like that. Well, absolutely. I mean, like myself, when we see the team, the first thing you're looking for to see, is there any board players in that in that, in that uh, in that team? And there weren't many. I think it was you and... Was and it was it was myself and Henry Williams yeah. and Enville Newman. So it's just three. There's three players, yeah. Out of the entire squad, which, like you say, unfortunately, the, the, the former board players are not playing. Maybe that is why. But um, just to touch a little bit as well now it's that that world cup is very serious right uh, it's every four years unfortunately COVID 19 put an end to that you played india and it stopped mm-hmm. uh, but then you have to play in in an over 40 league which is currently happening to gain selection just touch a little bit on that over 40 league how does it work yeah so um, about three years ago um South Africa were invited to the first over 50s World Cup in in Sydney, Australia. I was also contacted to play, but I, I didn't. I decided not to play in that World Cup because I I wasn't really competitive mm. playing at that stage. And then what what needed to to happen? South Africa failed dismally. I think they ended eight out of. 
10 teams in Sydney. And a gentleman on the name of Roger Milt decided that for South Africa to compete, you got to have a structure in place mm-hmm. in, in South Africa. Um, and he started off in the Western Cape and um, with about eight clubs, he, he introduced to over 40s cricket, um, although the World Cup is over 50s. Mm-hmm. And my club, Montrose, were invited to play with St. Augustine's and a few other clubs from the South African, from the Western Bronze Cricket Association mm-hmm. from that time. Um, and that is how the, the over 40s league started. And I can tell you it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competitive league. Um, you play it on a Wednesday from 4 o'clock in the afternoon at t- uh, 20-over side. And um, it's actually very good. And um, like I said, if you want to play and want to play in the next World Cup that is in 2022, and I think it will be held in Cape Town again because of the, the postponement of the event in, during, for, uh, due to COVID, then you've got to try to play cricket. That mm-hmm. is all I say. Um, a lot of our players will say, ah, I should have made the team. Yeah. But if you don't play, you and, play. And, and I can tell you now, if you're just going to go there and think it's over 50 World Cup, think again. You've got to be fit to play over 50 cricket. Um, the, the, the countries, Australia, England, the West Indies, Pakistan, India, these guys have played this over 50 cricket for many, many years, and it's a serious business. Yeah. So you've got to be fit. And um, what I say to, and, and especially to my former um, uh, board players, get fit, guys. If you mm. think you can still play, you can pitch up on a Wednesday afternoon, um, join your a club that um, um, all the clubs don't have representation in the league, but they're welcome to, to move um, between clubs and, and try to get involved. Mm. But if you're not, if you're not going to play, you can't be expected to play For sure. in that league. And yeah. like I said, you've got to be at least between 70 and 80% fit to play. Um, proper cricket in the in the World Cup, um, but try to play over forties first. Let's yeah. start there and be part of that league. And I think that that was such a great initiative to get all all the players, ex players, to get involved again. Um, and it's it's actually good. I think it it's, it has taken off in Cape Town. I know there's leagues across the country now, and that can only help South Africa competing. Um, on, on this World Cup level. Now, fantastic. Now, Nazim, you played in a province team that won seven of the last nine Howard competitions. Of course, there were many legends in that team. We spoke about that. I'm asking you to share some of your memories with the province. We spoke about your memories with Montrose. Let's talk about some of your memories, memories with the Western province team. Now, once again, I think it was just um, great players that when I, when I also came in the team, I was fairly young. I can tell you about my first game. Um, the, the great and the late Bremer Isaacs um, was injured and um, it was against Natal at West Street Sports Ground. You always mention my former province, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I was called up and, and um, um, the late Bremer Isaacs, um, he was injured and that was my first game and I, I looked up at the, the, the team. I still got a photo. Um, Charlie van Skalkovic was there. Amin Jabbar, Vincent Barnes, Rads Gabriels, Neil Fortune, Nasa Antule, and I looked up, up to these guys because you only read about these yes. guys a couple of years prior yes. to, to your selection. Um, <clears throat> and I can tell you there was a lot of characters in, in, in those teams, but they were so good at what they were doing um, um, that I just felt um, so privileged to play there. And I think that also helped me um, develop as a, as a better cricketer, mm. um, playing with these guys um, 
then obviously um, Amin Jabbar, one of the great captains, the late Said Majid, they were just awesome cricketers. Mm. And um, I think I was just in awe of being part of those setups. Um, Mansoor Abdullah, one of the most probably one of the great batsmen in South Africa, I would say, although he never had an opportunity. And again, people didn't see the quality of what we we we, we had in the South African Cricket Board and Western Province Cricket Board. Um, but it was awesome playing in those. I think it was it was just one fantastic team. Um, we've, we were we were the stronghold of South African Cricket yeah. Board. Everybody wanted to beat us. Um, I think our, our main challenges were, were Eastern Province. And then in the latter years, Transvaal started to buy the Vincent Barnes yes. and the Barney Mohammeds And yeah. um, Nelton Miller went to play for them. Johnny Kleinfeld, the late Johnny Kleinfeld. So um, it, it became very um, um, more competitive in the Howard Bowl. But... Um, it was just awesome playing with those cricketers and um, um, also from a management point of view, um, Rusty Majit, you know, um, the late Georgie van Oort were involved. There were so many great uh, mm. cricketers and sporting personalities there that you could keep on talking about. But I think I was just blessed to be part of um, a setup where, where there were so many great players around me. What about uh, personal on-field uh, duels? Uh, was there any bowler that really, uh, you know, you battled against maybe from either Transvaal, Eastern Province? Uh, Natal that maybe gave you a bit of a hard time while batting out there. Yeah, I think as well as well, um, France was 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 um, um, was a, was a, was a good bowler. Um, also, Abdul Haq, Jack Manak, Manak yeah, yeah, he was always there. You know, he was a heavy Tall competitor. Guy. He eventually came down to yes. play for Western Province. Yeah. but I think Jack always um, challenged himself against the Western Province boys, and you um, want also wanted to play for Western Province. Um, so. Um, yeah, I think um, he was he was a, 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 a bowler that I respected a lot. Um, Eastern Province, there was quite a few of them that um, that um, because they always wanted to be the best in mm-hmm. the Howard Bowl. And um, um, Kaya Majola was also yeah. a quality player. Um, but there was quite a few players that I think that at times they were they were were quite challenging mm-hmm. to to deal with. Um, but um, I think Jack Manak, um, he was one of the, yeah. the the bowlers that I would say that he was always at you. You know, he mm. never tried to 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 waste the delivery, and and I think that what that made him quite special. Now uh, I had Vinnie Barnes in studio a couple of weeks ago. He said uh, he mentioned you as well, and he said he had taken you to uh, uh, England, I think Scotland, to play a club of cricket there. So tell us a little bit about that that experience as well. Yeah, 1987, um, we we went down, Vincent. Was playing for Fergusley, I think the the season before that, um, he had experience of, of of Scottish cricket, and myself and um, Samsu Ahmed, we always wanted to to experience um, cricket in the UK, and then he then set us up with with um, I played for a, a club called Old Grammarians. It was a um, a, a club that um, w- these guys went to a a, in, a pure English speaking school, mm. and that's why they were called Old Grammarians. You know, Old Grammar yeah, School. Yeah. Yeah. So I played for them, and Samsu went to play with Vineyard Fergusley. Um, it was it was an amazing experience. Um, they were based in um, in Glasgow, in Paisley, um, um, not too far from Love Street, where pay, where um, um, St Mirren Soccer Ground is is situated. And um, I think the the key to to that my first trip overseas was obviously getting to grips with the weather, getting to grips with yeah. the the slow pitches, pitching up on a Saturday where um, it's overcast, it's gloomy, 
and some of these Scotty's um, teammates of mine come in a short sleeve uh. and I'm like in two or three jumpers, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think the experience was yeah. immense um, for me to play um, overseas cricket. And it's also also one of my dreams that came through to just go overseas mm. and, and, and play cricket. Um, I went over in 91 as well. Um, to play for um, Gloucester yeah. um, cricket. Eddie Barlow set me up, the late Eddie yeah. Barlow set me up in Gloucester. So I played for Gloucester Cricket Club there at a couple of practice sessions at Bristol County Cricket Ground. Uh, Jack Russell was the wicketkeeper there, so I picked up some tips from him. And then also um, in 1993, I went to play for Bath Cricket Club, also in the west of England. Mm. So um, I had some quality experience down in, in the UK. No, fantastic. Now, um, before I ask you about your any regrets, uh, Vidi Barnes was a bowler who uh, dominated board cricket. We know his record, uh, most wickets. And I remember growing up in KZN, and I said to Vinny as well that whenever a province played an Italian, the first thing you hear the Natal guys want to know, is Vinny in the team? Is Vinny in the team? Because he was... <laughs> They were petrified of him, really. Uh, what was it like keeping to him? I mean, you kept him on numerous occasions. Uh, what was it like keeping to him? No, I think it was it was just awesome keeping to the the to Vinny, the quality of of bowler that he was. Mm. And I think what what happened is that batsmen fear the pace of Vincent Barnes. Yeah. Vinny was was dangerous. He he was he was very quick off the wicket. I can tell you that. And um, he was um, he was at you all the time. The one thing about Vinny was that um, if he if he, he he bowled a bad delivery, you could see it mm. that he was upset. And I think that was the key to, to, to Vincent Barnes and um, he also was a clever bowler it wasn't all about just running in and, and mm. bowling you know he would pick up the, the shortcomings of the batsman talk to the captain set them up you know but um, uh, what it was to stand we could keep a funny it was awesome meeting <laughs> at Paul just taking it uh, always um, almost above your chest but um, it was also nice to see how how um, shocked the batsmen were yeah. facing Vincent Barnes but he, he was a, a brilliant bowler I love the pace of, <laughs> of Vinnie Barnes and and then also I just want to mention it um, from a Montrose perspective there was um, Reginald Klein uh, in February um, a, a swing bowler of note he could just swing it both ways oh. you know and we always talk about this when the Montrose guys get together is that um, Reggie used to run into the wind at Rocklands Cricket mm. Ground you know it was heavy wins down there and um, Vinny would come on the other side with the win and just destroy the batting lineup. Fantastic. Uh, final question, uh, Nazim. Any regrets? Knowing that many uh, sportsmen and women, uh, you know, couldn't get a chance to play at the highest level, of course, not your fault, but uh, any regrets? Yeah, I think we were born in the in the wrong yeah. era. Um, I, um, but I, I must say, Alhamdulillah, to, to the Almighty for granting me the talent, you know, to, to play sport at a high level. Um, yes, the regrets is there. I think when Unity came, there was one or two seasons where things could have done better for the players that were still around, that could still play a season or two. I think that fell through the cracks. Um, I also think that Unity was signed off poorly. It was done in a rush-rush um, 
thing where the late Steve Chueti forced basically mm. South Africa to go to India yeah. um, and they just picked a team yeah. one or two board players were selected I don't necessarily say it was the right players that were selected but I think a lot but of things went played. wrong they, they never part, played yeah. exactly but um, regrets yes um, we were born in the wrong era but regrets for being um, a good sportsman um, having the ability to compete you know like I said we, we, we thank the almighty for giving us that um, but um, okay, you you can't you you can't have so many regrets yeah. based on that. I yeah. I just um, happy that I could um, contribute to to sport in South Africa and from a cricket point of view, yeah. I think I've contributed a lot. And so. and what I like also is that um, and especially from your perspective, um, we are still being recognised even today. People mm. talk about the great legends of the South African Cricket Board, and I think that is important for us that yeah. that people don't forget about what happened and where the youngsters of today and what is happening in South African sport where it all started yeah. as long as you just give a bit of um, recognition to, to those players. Absolutely fantastic. Dazima White, thanks for chatting to me tonight and all the best to you. I hope you enjoyed another edition of Inside Sport back at home. I'll be back with more sporty news on the drive time from Monday to Friday from Ifiro Sheikh. Have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Inside Sports.